Good morning, everyone. This is JB with NBW Ministries proclaiming, as always, the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my humble studio, tucked away in an undisclosed location beneath the tall timbers of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us. It is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023, and Wednesday always means world events update with Randy, and I can't wait to talk to Randy about what's been going on. Lots of things, uh, lots of chatter out there that we're hearing in the economic sector, uh, lots of chatter about that upcoming test on October 4th of the EMS uh, system. Um, so yeah, we'll talk to Randy, get his take on all of that, and as always, he'll have some updates and insights and things that uh, maybe you haven't come across. So I'll bring Randy on here in just a moment. want to mention Several uh, big announcements here. We we launched recently, as you know, our brand new online store, and we continue to uh, really beef that up. I'm so thankful for Brooke, uh, who uh, is kind of handling uh, the rollout of that. And uh, we've added a new free section, and everybody likes stuff that's free, just like salvation paid for by the blood of Christ. Uh, and so we've got uh, a lot of the documents that people frequently ask for, or we get emails about. We're starting to post those at the store, which is really great because you simply go to the store, click on uh, other items, and then click on the free section, and everything in there is free. You can add it to your cart, check out, no credit card needed, and it automatically sends you those documents. So things like the uh, NBW Ministries Preparedness Guide, uh, my list of sequential order of end times events. That's an appendix in the back of one of my books. Well, we make that appendix to you available to you free. So anyway, just uh, head on over to the Not By Works store, check out the free section. We'll be adding additional content to that regularly. Um, and, uh, and while you're there, if you don't have it already, pick up a, a copy of the new book, Spirit of the False Prophet, Rise of the Global Technocracy. You've been hearing us talk a lot about that on various interviews and uh, podcasts and videos, uh, and uh, we're so thankful the books arrived. Uh, they arrived a day late, uh, but we were able to get the books out only a day later than we had promised. We promised from the very beginning they'd go out September 25th. Everything went out yesterday. So you should start receiving them here in the next day or so, if, if you haven't already, for those in the Colorado area. And uh, if you check out the tracking number that we sent you, you can track the shipments and you'll know exactly when it's going to arrive uh, at your place. So uh, spread the word on that. Go to spiritofthefalseprophet.org and folks can, uh, can check that out. Uh, speaking of our online store, we now have launched a brand new, you're hearing about it uh, today for the first time, uh, a premier membership subscription model. And uh, this is something we've had on our list to do for over two years. We had done a lot of research on it. We've got some advice on it and finally decided to pull the trigger. Uh, and this is a great way to kind of stay connected to NBW Ministries. Uh, basically, you sign up for a monthly subscription. You can cancel at any time. Uh, you can sign up for a year at a time and uh, get a few months free. Uh, but uh, the purpose of the Premier Membership is we're going to uh, provide some additional content over and above what we already provide. So no worries. There's no pressure to sign up for the subscription. If you enjoy our free podcasts and videos, those will all still be there. Uh, but we're going to add some additional content uh, to our Premier members, or for our Premier members. We're also going to have an invitation-only monthly Zoom meetings, maybe even more often than that. Just whenever we have time, we'll send out an invite to all of our subscribers and say, hey, jump on Zoom, and it'll be private uh, for just Premier members, and we can take questions, talk about things that are on my heart, and then we will post those to the Premier membership 
uh, site so that uh, those who aren't able to, to join live uh, the Zoom meeting, you can uh, you can watch it at your leisure. But all of that is for a monthly, uh, a nominal monthly uh, per, uh, subscription fee. So check that out. Go to notbyworks.org slash store. Uh, click on the store button there and you can uh, learn more about uh, the premier membership. We're also going to, to put some archived videos on there that will no longer be available to the general public uh, to, try to try to save room on our servers. We'll shift some things over to this new server. And uh, really excited about it. Really looking forward to building relationships uh, with our with our, you know, some of our uh, really key uh, members that have really followed us for a long time. And, and that could be you. Just simply sign up for the uh, Premier Membership uh, subscription. Uh, I'll be in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, pray for us as we travel. The whole family's going because we're going to be doing two back-to-back conferences, one in Norman, Oklahoma for Prophecy Watchers and one in uh, Tyler, Texas uh, at a large church there. If you're anywhere near those areas, please come out and see us. I know many of you have already mentioned you're going to be at the Prophecy Watchers Conference. Be sure and come by the table and meet my family. I'd love to put a name with the face and and uh, say hello. We're going to try to wrangle Randy into coming too, and I'll, I'll kind of give him a hard time about that here in a second. Uh, but uh, pray for us as we travel, and then I uh, hope to see you at Plum Creek this weekend. Uh, I'll be speaking on Nehemiah chapter 12, and my title is going to be Something to Smile About. We all could use something to smile about, especially after today's podcast. I have a sneaking suspicion. Uh, been a great week already at our, in speaking of podcasts, we uh, posted Rise of the Global Technocracy, a message I did Sunday night remotely for a church in Georgia, and uh, that's also a podcast or a video. Then uh, yesterday, uh, we posted our interview with Gary Stearman, Could Yuval Noah Harari Be a False, Be the False Prophet? That's a video or a podcast, all of these available at notbyworks.org. Tomorrow, I've got a new guest, not new to me. I've known him for 20 years. He's my favorite creation scientist in the world. We've worked together many, many times, shared the platform at over a dozen conferences. I've had him in my churches. I've had him at Plum Creek Chapel, for that matter. I've hosted a Grand Canyon tour with him. His name is Russ Miller. Many of you may already know him. Uh, he's on the program tomorrow to talk about the age of the earth and why that matters. And uh can't wait for you to hear that podcast. And then, of course, Friday, we've got our technologist Shane on. We're going to be talking about the coming AI tidal wave. So that's a, a look at the week, uh, both what we've already posted and what's to come. And before I bring on Randy, let me mention uh, a quick proverb. You know, it's pro- it's uh, September 27th, and my pattern is to look at a proverb a day in my own devotion. So today I was in Proverbs 27. I, whatever chapter of Proverbs corresponds to that day of the month is what I uh, have looked at. Done that, by the way, almost all of my life with you know, seasons where I maybe neglected it, but uh, started it in the seventh grade after attending a Word of Life Bible camp and been doing it ever since. At the end of Proverbs 27, there's some good advice here. Obviously, it's God's Word, all of it's good advice, but for such a time as this, we read, be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds, for riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself, and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in. The lambs will provide your clothing, and the goats the price of a field. You shall have enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household, and the nourishment of your 
maidservants. So obviously that's written about a thousand years before Christ in ancient times when one's uh, wealth or money system was basically connected to your flocks, your garden, your herds, your animals, all of that, what you used to provide for yourself and to feed your family. But the same principle applies today. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks uh, because riches are not forever. And especially in light of uh, what we're going to learn from Randy about the coming uh, problems with the economy, I think it's more important than ever to really kind of take stock of what you've got. Uh, pay off your debt if you can. Uh, store away some tangible commodities. Don't risk uh, your finances by leaving them all in a, a bank. In fact, I had a, a frustrating conversation with our business banker uh, here this week, and it prompted us to start the process of changing banks because uh, uh, we consistently have problems, you know, accessing our funds. They always say, "Well, you can't, you can't get that much, or you're over your limit to transfer." And we've got plenty of money in the account. They just have these internal processes and uh, you know restrictions and levels. And I've asked them several times, "Now is that a federal regulation, or is that just you guys?" And they always say, "Well, we're just trying to watch out for you. You know, we're trying to protect you from fraud." And it's it's become like a nanny bank. And I finally I just said, "You know what? I appreciate your motive here, but you're really hindering our ability to be efficient in business." And so uh, we told them last week, "Look, you know." maintain the status quo for now, but I want you to know we're in the process of finding another bank. So I actually interviewed another local bank. We try to stick with local banks for Not By Works Ministries because we don't want to be attached to the big the big daddies in the game like Chase and Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Uh, but anyway, pray for us regarding that. Not a big deal, uh, but it's just one more sign of the times where uh, doing things financially is becoming a little bit trickier. And I think that's what this proverb in Proverbs 27 is talking about. Be diligent to know the state of your flock so that you'll have enough food for your household, it says, and nourishment uh, for your maidservants. And in, in our context, that would be our friends and others that we care about and loved ones. So, uh, you know, check out your finances. Make sure you kind of have stock of what you need. Check out our preparedness guide, which, again, is available for free at the Not By Works store. It's got some, some great lists on there of items to think about, both food items as well as just supply items. And, uh, you know, start start making that a priority. You want to have these things available because uh, quite possibly sooner than later you're going to need them. So, I uh, hope that uh, passage from Proverbs 27 encourages you uh, this morning. I know it did me. Well, Randy, here we are. Another week has gone by. No rapture yet. At least I'm pretty sure there is has not been the rapture because I'm still here. And as far as I know, all my believing friends are still here. But we've also not seen any type of devastating, unfreezing event that we know the Luciferians are working on to try to destroy this great country of ours. So we've made it through another week. We get to talk again today. Um, how you doing, my friend? Good to, good to see you. Well, I am doing fine, and I think you're doing fine. I think your book is excellent. I think it's the best of the three. I think people need to get it. Now, when Shane presents his podcast on Friday, people need to listen to him. They need to listen to all of these, but listen to what's going on in the AI world. I like the way Shane does it. He's always got the green, the yellow, and the red. That's great. What I've got for you today is all red. Oh, there no. Is no good news whatsoever. Um, but do listen to the um, to his, especially. I want to put that out there because I found out yesterday that Chat GPT is coming out with a model for your use 
where it will talk to you. You talk to it, it will talk back to you, and you can have a conversation. Now, anybody that does that, I'd love for you to tell me what you thought about it, because there is no way I'm going to hook up with something like that and ask it questions, because they don't need to know. All right. So I've got a lot of stuff. I'm going to start out with a couple of tidbits for you. Mr. Trump yesterday in a federal civil court in New York City was found guilty of fraud by the judge. And the judge has ordered the dissolution of the Trump organization. Hmm. Now, of course, he's going to go ahead and fight that. But I think we'll shed a little bit of light on what's going on with Mr. Trump here in just a few minutes. And I think you're going to be unpleasantly surprised. All right. October 4th, 2023, at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Homeland Security, in conjunction with the FCC, is going to issue an emergency broadcast. This broadcast will take place at that time. Uh, it will be, let's see, Mountain Time, that would be, what, 12.20, I believe. Uh, it will be broadcast to all of the states in the United States, and the Israelis supposedly are going to have something very similar that day issued to them. Now, this will affect your TVs, your radios, your cell phones. Uh, whether they are on or off, this message will be broadcast. So, you know, I've got people saying, what should we do? Should we turn it off? Should we keep it on? Here's I'm going to give you a couple of thoughts of what I think is going on. Um this is not going to be an EMP or anything like that, but the more research I do on this, the more nervous it makes me. The amount of frequencies that they will have to broadcast over is mind-boggling. The amount of towers, the amount of power, etc., are mind-boggling. I mean, I don't know if they're going to involve satellite phones and ham radio. I don't know, but everything else, AM. FM, all of those devices will be affected. Now, that's okay. But what concerns me, you know, we did this with Trump a few years ago, it was no big deal. What concerns me, though, they say it will work whether your device is on or off. Now, if they can do this when it's on or off, that means that they have a back door into every piece of equipment you have. In other words, they have access to all of the information on your iPhones, on your computers, on your iPads, your emails, everything else. They have a complete data bank, if they so desire, of everything you've done in the last 10 years. Yeah, let me let me interject here. I mentioned this uh, uh, at, during my Sunday night uh, presentation on uh, rise of the global technocracy for uh, that church in Georgia. If you've listened to that podcast or watched the video, this won't be new to you, but it's right on point for what you're talking about. September 23rd, there was an article on CNN.com. Uh, it was kind of a heartwarming article in a way about an FBI tactical team that rescued a kidnapped 17-year-old from a California motel. And uh, basically, he had been kidnapped by some goons from uh, Mexico who in, in who wanted to get five hundred thousand dollars in ransom, and so uh, they were able to, to to rescue him without anybody getting hurt after several days. But uh, there was a, a paragraph in that story that really jumped off the screen at me that sort of casually mentions this new technology 
that the FBI was able to use to, to pinpoint exactly wh what hotel room and what hotel uh, they were holding him captive. And let me just read it for you. It says, the FBI obtained a warrant permitting the use of a sophisticated device called a cell site simulator, which is a surveillance tool that mimics a cell phone tower, listen, causing phones in the vicinity to be forced to register with the simulator. Once the phones have connected to the device, then investigators can pinpoint a particular phone and exactly where it is. So normally your phone you know, pings a cell tower when you use it. And, and that's why as you're traveling, if you go, if you're in a dead spot where there's not a good triangulation of cell towers, you know, you might not have service. But this device, which they got a warrant for uh, uh, to use, actually forces your phone, any phone within range uh, to connect to it. And then they can just simply look at a map and come right to you. So that's pretty powerful, Randy. And of course, you know, we're thankful that they were able to rescue this guy, but it just shows you that that technology is out there and it's not hard to imagine it being used by some bad actors to, to hunt down the good guys. Exactly. The thing is with AI and technology, there are always good things and bad things it can be used for. I remember many, many years ago, it must have been 15 or 16 years ago in Norfolk, Nebraska, there was a bank robbery in which five people were killed in the bank. The perpetrators took off and the vehicle they took off in had OnStar. Mm. OnStar, in conjunction with the police, tracked them till they were on a country road and then disabled the vehicle. And law enforcement was able to apprehend them. Now, that's 15 years ago. So think of where they're at now. Now, it concerns me that they have this back door into every device that we have because that means there is no privacy. We have no privacy whatsoever. Um, the Supreme Court ruled recently that they don't need a warrant to monitor your financial devices, accounts, or anything else. So we know that AI is now reviewing all of the tax returns and whatever else it's been assigned but if it can go into your bank accounts without you knowing about it and add all of this together, uh, let me just put it like this. I would be so honest on my tax returns from now on, there would be nothing that was ever even questionable because they're going to know it. They're going to know at the same time you've done it. Yeah. And and by the way, the, the ability to, to listen in on your phone, even when it's turned off, that's been around for over a decade. I remember talking about that years ago. Uh, I think I wrote about it in my Great Last Days Deception book back in 2012. Uh, so people don't believe that, but it's true. Uh, you know, even if you turn your phone off, they can still track it if they want to. Now, it's, it's you know, specialized technology. It's not something that, you know, every... Uh, commercial company has access to. Uh, and so that's why they they have all these apps where they, you know, get your data from from the willing volunteer, volunteering that information. But uh, believe me, the technology exists that whether your phone is on or off, if you have it sitting near you, they're listening to what you're saying. Exactly. As a PI, I can tell you the technology is there that if I want to find you, all I need is your VIN number, or I just need your uh, cell phone number and I can track you where you're at and who you're talking to in three seconds. That's all it takes. Now, if I can do that, I can tell you the government's doing things we don't want to know about. Now, the facts are pretty plain. We know supposedly what they're doing, et cetera. Now, 
there is a lot of stuff going around about this is going to be used to activate the nanoparticles in your bloodstream uh, caused from the COVID shots. And I mean, it can get just about as bizarre as you can imagine. Now, here's the problem. I have thought for a long time that there is a relationship between the vaccine, the graphene oxide, musks, satellites, etc. That's theory. It's not been proved. It'll be proven someday, I'm sure. But, you know, I'm not going to say that that sounds reasonable to me or not reasonable because it may very well happen. I find it hard to believe that it will because, you know, it's coming, but I don't think it's quite there yet. You know, what's, in, what's interesting about that, and again, I'm just making an observation here. I, I don't I don't know, like you said, uh, but way back at the beginning of, of uh, COVID um, in uh, Wuhan, there was very frightening video footage coming out of there where people were just dropping over. Do you remember that? It was pretty widely yes. disseminated. And there was a lot of speculation at the time that it was in connection with the rollout of 5G because the Wuhan district was one of the earliest adopters of, of 5G. So I don't know. I mean, these transhumanist Luciferians, they they, they are just, uh, I wouldn't put anything past them. They're just like mad scientists mixing potions without regard for what, what's going to happen and uh, so, you know, who knows? Uh, it, it is. I've heard that same chatter that, uh, in fact, I was in, in in Oklahoma City with the folks at Prophecy Watchers recently, and we we talked about that offline. Um, so, yeah, I would say anything's possible. Yes. You have to keep it at the back of your mind, and it's possible, but we won't know until after the test. Now, I've got a lot of people asking me, well, what are you going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. Since it's either on or off probably plugged or unplugged, whatever, I'm going to put my cell phone and computers in a Faraday bag, in an EMP bag, because I don't want anything affecting anything in those items. My TVs, my other radios, I'll sit there and I'll listen to 15 different broadcasts or versions of the same broadcast, whatever. What concerns me is this. Our tests will last one to two minutes. The entire test that is being done is almost an hour long. Hmm. What are they doing for the other 58 minutes? I think what they are doing, they are going to pair up your cell phones, your computers, your radios, and your TVs, and they are going to know exactly what equipment you have. They are going to keep track of that. They will know if they need to access it. They will use it to figure out where you are where you are if they ever need that information. But I look at it more than more than the COVID stuff. I'm looking at it as being something they're going to be able to use as evidence or to track you if they want you. If they know what your radio is, if they have that information, you're in your car, you're on your motorcycle, you're, you know, they're going to be able to find out where you're at. And I am pretty sure they're going to be doing that in conjunction with whatever else they have planned. Yeah, and even if nothing bad happens on October 4th, nothing noticeably bad, there's no question that this is part of a plan to, you know, test things, kind of do some dry runs, maybe tweak some of their back-end systems. Uh, Anytime you have that widespread of a global, uh, or in this case, uh, American system that's, that's you know, run by the government, um, that should catch your attention. Yes. I mean... Why now? Why such a big fuss over it? But we'll know more 
And well, we probably won't know what our next podcast was shortly after that. So keep it, keep it in mind. Listen to what we say and hear what we say. We're not saying that's going to happen. We're saying that is what the scuttlebutt is. That's what some of the theories are. But unfortunately, a lot of times theories are based in fact, and we don't know until it's actually completed. And it so, could be misinformation too. They like to plant false stories out there to to make people look crazy. Yes. And look at it like this. If they have all that information and they wanted to lock us down because of a nuclear war, because of a false flag or whatever, they have everything right in front of them to effectuate that. They would know if you left your house. They would know if you went to the bank, you were trying to withdraw money, whatever. So gathering the information is going to be used against you sooner or later. I can promise you that. Now, one of the more concerning things we're going to talk about today, but not the worst, is the financial condition of the United States of America. The media has been keeping this quiet. The bankers have been keeping this quiet. The government has been keeping this quiet. Now, China has dumped $500 billion in securities, or I should say treasuries. Japan has been dumping as fast as they can because they know what's coming. Now, Treasuries are no longer a stable investment because they have too big of swings. It's just not something I would want to get into. Some may, and that's great, but I wouldn't. Um, you see all of these treasuries that are being dumped. You see the Fed issuing new treasuries for their um, debt relief and everything else. And the question is, who's buying all of these? Well, I found out who's buying them. and. The Fed is buying them back. Hmm. We don't have anybody else that wants to invest in the United States of America. The big banks have taken all they can. The other countries are going, are you serious? So basically, this is what I found out. This comes straight from my financial people. This is not something I made up. All right. Hidden off of the balance sheet. Um, Yellen alluded to this in 2019. There is a law called the FASB, and basically what that does, it authorizes a secret accounting of all of the finances of the United States, payments, income, whatever, but it's kept off the balance sheets, it's secret, and it has been okayed to do that. So basically what we're doing, we're cooking the books. You've heard of people before that have two sets of financial information. All right. One for the IRS, one for what's really going on that they would show the bank. Well, the United States is doing the same thing. Now, up until 2019, you could see that there were $25 trillion in debt that was set off from everything else. There was no explanation for it. That was it. That was in excess of the national debt. And basically, it was just sitting there. That's no longer showing. All right. So basically, where are they hiding it? Well, I looked through, you know, I think, the um, website that I gave everybody a few weeks ago, um, usdebt.com, that you can actually see this stuff as it's being paid. I went through there and looked. Now, if you look at the total indebtedness of the United States and you look at the 
unfunded liabilities, I think this is where they're hiding it. The U.S. total debt is $102,980,377,843,562 as of 6 p.m. last night. Now, the unfunded liabilities, which is basically, if I went out and bought a car, they let me take the car off the lot. We agreed on an amount, say $20,000, but I didn't have financing arranged for it yet. All right. The unfunded liabilities are basically what the United States of America owes, but it doesn't have funding set up, which should set off a red light for everybody. That amount is $194 trillion. One hundred and eighteen billion, two hundred and twenty million six hundred and forty-two thousand six hundred and ninety-nine dollars. There is, I believe, the amount of money the United States actually owes, and our total indebtedness. Now, stop and think about it. We all worry about thirty-three trillion dollars being unpayable. How are you going to come up with a hundred and ninety-four trillion dollars? You're not. The dollar is dead. China, Japan, the rest of the countries realize that. That's why they're going to the BRICS. They're basing it in gold because they know our dollar is not worth a penny. If we sold every piece of personal property in the United States, it'd be worth $43.4 trillion. If we sold the commercial property, it would be worth $20.7 trillion for a total of $64.1 trillion. Where do we come up with the other $130 trillion? Yeah. Ladies, gentlemen, I think we're done. Yeah, this uh, really- that, that website is usdebtclock.org. I've referred to it often in oh. my messages. And I remember the last time I referred to it, I talked about you know the national debt being 32 point something trillion. It's now 33.1 trillion. And then as you mentioned, you look at the unfunded liabilities, we're over almost 103 trillion. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> the way they set that website up. It's, it's pretty fascinating. It's like a, a debt clock timing machine or time machine and it's uh, uh, or timer and things are constantly, uh, you know, changing. Uh, but it really is like a ticking time bomb in that sense, I think. Well, the banks, their portfolios are being restructured. Basically, basically, they're going to be selling securities at a loss. That's been going on, but in the fourth quarter, it's going to accelerate. All right. Now, people have maxed out their credit cards, their homes, as far as what they were able to take out loans on, their cars, their savings, and now they're trying to tap their 401ks. The American people, 61%, cannot come up with $400 for an emergency expense. As of October 1st, there are four and a half million Americans that need to start paying their student loans back. The average is $500 a month. Now, I want you to remember, these are the facts that I've been provided. You can, you can research it till you're blue in the face. You're going to find the same thing. Here's my problem. All right. I have had no less than four of the experts tell me. They think we've got a month, five or six weeks, something like that left before the dollar crumbles. Now, is that a fact? I don't know. Is it possible? Yes, it is. Because we see this stuff going little by little by little until all of a sudden it takes a dump and it's over. So don't worry about the CBDC. 
all of that kind of stuff. But let me explain something to you about the CBDC that I found out. They want your money in that account for the simple reason. They want control, but also if they need the money, they can give you a negative interest rate, which will basically, you could take your money, say you have $100,000 in the bank, not spend a penny of it at a negative interest rate, you will see that decline every month because it's their money. That's that's the law now. They need it. They're taking it. And you're not necessarily going to get paid back. When you have Citicorp and JP Morgan going digital, you know there's something up with that. They want it for foreign trade. That's great. But you're not getting the cash back except in small amounts as they see fit. You'll have a credit, but you're not going to have the cash. So we've talked about this before, but I cannot stress enough how dire this is, because if it's true, even if we're only an extra 25 trillion over the 33 trillion that we know about, that still puts it at an amount that we could not pay over our lifetimes in the in, in the United States. This comes out to be $557,000 per citizen owed. Now, I don't know about you. I don't have that kind of dinero laying around. Yeah, it's almost like they know something we don't. I mean, any any thinking person looking at the big picture here would say, hey, this business, this nonprofit, this whatever organization you are with those kind of numbers, you'd be like, oh, it's it's over. It's time to close up shop or file bankruptcy or whatever you do. Uh, there's no hope in financially. And so, but the fact that they just kind of keep on ticking, keep on spending money, keep keep on printing money. You know, you have these uh, every six months or so, or every year, you have these. Oh, the government's going to shut down. No, they miraculously found a way to keep it open at the eleventh hour. Or, you know, they make it all about Republicans versus Democrats, and uh, and it's almost like no one's no one cares. I mean, surely th- these are smart people. They're not. They're not, you know, it's not like we're looking at information that they they don't have. Anybody can check it out. So my sense is very clearly they know something we don't. And so in their mind, it doesn't matter because there's going to be some kind of earth shattering, uh, unfreezing event that sort of makes it all irrelevant when they roll out the new world order. And so it's it doesn't matter to them, I guess, uh, is, is the way I see it. Well, the thing is. We gave the good citizens of Lahaina, Hawaii, $700 for their massive fire. But we have enough money that we have on the payroll, 57,000 Ukrainians, first responders, other necessary people, that we pay monthly. And if we have a shutdown, they're going to get paid. Social Security recipients supposedly will get paid um, military supposedly is going to get paid. But think of all the other employees that are not going to get a dime. But yet, we'll take care of those 57,000 people. That's great. However, you know, we get different figures from our government, and you could never figure out until you do a deep dive on this stuff. They all say, you know, we've given Ukraine militarily around $50 billion. That's a lot of money in my However, now I understand why they say we've given them $143 billion. We are paying for their infrastructure. We are paying their employees. We are taking care of their sick and injured in the United States and different countries. So basically, it's the 
it's flowing out faster than we can make it. And it's like they're spending like they know there's no tomorrow. Mm. And I think that's exactly what they're thinking. So, like I said, take precautions, do what you can, because whether it's four weeks, four months or four years, the fix is in. Our currency is done. We're not going to have anything. And like like Carl Schwab or Klaus Schwab said, you're going to like it. Well, no, I'm not going to like it, but I may have to tolerate it. All right. Now, I had mentioned Mr. Trump before and why I thought maybe there was more going on. I think the reason they keep harping on him and because he uh, now supposedly is worth less than he was, um, I think Mr. Trump knows all of this. Him being a financial person, I think if he would have been reelected, he probably would have made some effort to get this disclosed and to change it. He had changes in the fix, in the mix, and things were happening. But the Democrats are in there and they don't want this information out. I can guarantee you, as far as the public goes, you guys are probably the first ones to ever hear this. If you're a banker, you're in the government, something like that. You you probably know about it in the mainstream media. Sure. So I want you to take it to heart. I have confirmed this every way I can. And I just want to give you the warning that you better prepare now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's good advice. Um, you know, I've been following uh, the economic, depending on economic collapse since 2012 in earnest and really since 2007. But back in, in the Obama era, I just really felt like something was imminent and so uh you know but one of these days one day is going to be today i mean that's that's the thing it's there's no question that in their own writings they want to bring down america i've quoted klaus schwab from his book from last year the great narrative in which he out you know blatantly states that they're, they're going to use uh the the economic issue to roll out uh the cbdc's and and that could be the, the i forget the word he uses the undoing or the the uh to, to, to destroy the american economy and he actually says that so i know that's what they want um the only matter is when and uh, that's why we are supposed to heed the words of scripture to when we see trouble coming prepare for it proverbs 22 3 exactly and now is the time don't wait a month don't wait think you're going to do it at the end of the year when you get your bonus or whatever you better make some plans now because i do think it's coming so let's talk about worse news. All right, let's talk Russia and Ukraine. Right now, there are massive battles going on every night. There are thousands of people being killed. Um, I'm sure most of you have heard about the attacks on the um, aircraft warships of the uh, Russians by the Ukrainians. Uh, all of the things, you know, they're marching into Crimea. They've crossed the Sarovikan line, etc. Saravikan line and the rest of those defenses were set up as a trap. According to Scott Ritter, the Russians will lure them in and then they're either going to surrender or they will kill every one of them. So uh, I've noticed a lot of United States surveillance aircraft in Romania, in the southern part of the Black Sea, and there are things going on every day. They are pushing Putin to the point of no return. Um, so I believe the top general's name is Sovikin, Sovikin, something like that. I can't pronounce these things. 
He was told a few weeks ago that he has until the first week of October to get things changed around. If he doesn't get it changed around, he will probably end up working a prison in Siberia <laughs> and they'll replace it. Now, the problem is his deadline's next week. The battles between the Ukrainians and the Russians are getting worse every day. Now, the problem is the Ukrainians have between 30 and 50,000 troops left that are not killed or injured. So how are they completing all of these attacks? Well, they're not. The other day, a, Ger a, ta a German tank was destroyed in Russia. It had a German crew. They were in German uniforms. Now, how stupid can you be? I mean, the Russians hate the Germans ever since World War II, as bad as the Chinese hate the Japanese from World War II. So that's a red line to cross. These attacks are taking place from outside of Russia. But when you hear this stuff on the news, they don't give you all the facts. The stuff that's taking place northwest of Moscow, they're alleging to be happening because of drone strikes from the Ukraine. To do that, the Ukrainians would have to have drones capable of flying 700 miles. They don't. They would also have to cross the radar lines of Belarus and Russia. They are some of the most sophisticated radar lines ever. They, um, they're not doing it. These attacks are coming either from the Baltic or from somewhere, Latvia, Estonia, somewhere like that. And I will guarantee you that it's either British or American. Take your pick. They're the only ones with the technology. So Putin knows that. Mr. Lavrov, the third in command, um, I don't know if he's a premier, prime minister, whatever he is, basically has said the other day that, you know, peace is not possible. They have tried. We are not giving them a chance. So if this must be settled on the battlefield, then so be it. Now, that's very scary because of Shoigan, Shoigan, whatever his name is, replaced. Who is going to replace him? The big, the big question is who I'm thinking this is a no-brainer. I think Putin will handle it himself. Putin is ruthless. He is ex-KGB, and I will guarantee you that he has no problem with people dying. His enemies, his enemies disappear faster than the Clintons do. And that is a scary thought. I mean, you know, I don't know who's got the biggest tally, but I wouldn't want to be on the list, if you know what I mean. All right. Yeah. Let, let me just interject. You know, in warfare, they talk about theaters of war. And that has a double meaning when it comes to what all is going on uh, today with the Luciferians uh, running the world. Uh, this is all theater. I mean, it's not about Russia versus Ukraine. It's a proxy war that is furthering an agenda that is fomenting a broader global conflict. You know, lots of people have talked about this and documented it. We've talk, talked about it. Um, you know, uh, Leo Homan's talked about it. Se several other uh, analysts have talked about it. Uh, so, you know, it's it's hard to make sense of it because you just don't know who's pulling whose strings and who's really on whose side. And this, the story of the German tank just illustrates that. So don't fall, you know, into the trap that the mainstream media sets 
of making things, you know, clearly one-sided uh, and you just, you know, jump on the side of what, who they tell you are the good guys. It is much more nuanced than that, don't you think? Oh, definitely. And if you think the United States is a good guy, well, we should have a long chat. Um, in, the, in the attack at St. Petersburg the other night, uh, it was quite an attack. And everybody in the news media is trying to say, well, it was a thunderstorm that went through there. Well, looking at the damage and the deaths and everything else, I will guarantee you it was an EMP attack. Now, it's not a nuclear EMP. We talked about this a couple months ago when we were talking about how to survive an EMP. And basically, the United States military has a non-nuclear EMP that they can use. And basically, it will take out the grid just like everything else without the radiation. So I'll let you, I'll, I'll let the audience decide what they think. There are bright flashes. There are huge explosions in the sky. The power goes out. Now, to me, that's a no-brainer. That's not a thunderstorm, at least not that I know and so, you know, think about that. Then think about the United States as all these F-35 fighters over in Norway and all over Europe. They are landing them on country roads and on highways and practicing taking off from those areas. They are spreading out their assets so they can't all be taken out in a strike. Now, if you are a farmer and you see an F-35 landing on your gravel road, what are you going to think? You're going to think there is something coming and it's not good. And we're shielded from all of that in the United States because we're not told anything as far as the public goes. Our M1 Abrams tanks got there the other day. Um, I really believe we're probably going to have a draft sometime next year because the military is far short of their goals as far as uh, new members. So I would expect something like that. Um, I don't know how fast all of this is going to happen, but I do know that Putin goes to meet Xi Jinping in China in a couple of days. The last time he met him in person, we had the invasion of Ukraine. So I guess we just kind of wait and see what's going to happen. But I am afraid that uh, it's going to be some dire news. China, our friends. The Europeans, the Middle East, and the Indians got together in the last couple of weeks and decided they want a new travel route from Europe to the Orient, to the Far East. Well, China spent billions of dollars with their Belt and Road program making such a road possible. But the Europeans and the Indians, since they're having problems with the Chinese, don't want any part of that. So they're going to make their own. Now, that's going to affect the Chinese in a very adverse way because of the difference in trade, the difference in charges that they could allow. So that is going to further the demise of China greatly. Now, China is going down. Um, their unemployment is 20% for some groups, 51% for other groups. Uh, second largest in economy in the United States, they predict, is going down, period. Germany is the fourth largest economy in the world. It's going down. The Russian ruble is having trouble. The United States of America is going down probably faster than any of them. 
Yeah, and and that's a good reminder that this is a global conflict. I, I talk a lot about the downfall of America because I know that's what they're they're plotting and planning and have been since the early 20th century. But let's not forget this is a global uh, agenda, a global conspiracy led by Satan himself to try to take over this planet and show himself to be God, which which is what will happen with the Antichrist after the rapture when the tribulation starts. So. I mean, there, there, there's all kinds of global unrest economically, and the solution is going to be, hey, just sign on to the new world order, and we will save the whole world from this economic uh, peril. So, yeah, it's not just America for sure. No, no. And the thing is, we have this war going on in Ukraine, but then we find out that Mr. Zelensky, being the wonderful person he is, is meeting with the chairman of BlackRock, and they're discussing rebuilding Ukraine and how BlackRock is going to get the contract to do that. Now, why do we keep all of this quiet? For the simple reason, the Ukraine was the number two most corrupt country in the world before the war. And I don't think that has probably changed whatsoever. I find it telling that Zelensky came to the United States, but they would not let him talk in front of Congress this time. Evidently, there's getting to be some people there that are sick of spending the money. And so he received a letter the other day that says he will have to state specifically what the money is going to be used for. He's going to have to follow certain rules and certain accountability, or he's not getting any more. Now, Congress has not approved this $24 billion appropriation bill yet. So it's going to get really exciting for him. What kind of a story is he going to make up? Because you got to wonder how much of that went into his pocket and everybody else is there. Oh, no question. A ton of it went into his pocket and his cronies. And of course, and this may be on your list, but he was in Canada recently uh, at a, a meeting of their, uh, you know, par parliament and at, at which a, a Nazi spoke and was given a standing ovation. I mean, that's just, if I remember the story, right, that's just beyond the pale, but it just shows you that there are forces far more powerful than what we see at face value. This is not a two-dimensional battle. As Ephesians 6 tells us, it's a battle not against flesh and blood. It's a it's very much a, a, a multi-dimensional um, battle that's going on. Definitely. We've talked about, uh, many months ago, talked about how there are a lot of Nazis in the Ukraine government. Basically, this is the Fourth Reich that Hitler talked about. It's coming to fruition. You look at Klaus Schwab. You look at Soros. They're Nazis, too. I mean, Klaus Schwab's father was high up in the German army under Hitler. So we know that the Russians, they're not the good guys, but they do have some beefs. And I got to tell you what, we are all going to pay for them. Now, on the AI side, I read the other day that the uh, B-31 or B-21 bomber that's coming out, pretty soon is going is having AI installed in it as we speak. Now what's wrong with that? Well, basically they are going to give each individual bomber the right for AI to make the decisions in theater if we go to war. They will not have to receive orders from anybody. AI will make the decision whether to attack, to avert, or whatever. Now you take away the human component there, and I can see some problems. Yeah, I mean, I this is this is the issue that I talk about in chapter six of my new book, Spirit of the False Prophet. It's AI going rogue, and so you know the analogy that 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 comes to mind is you know a lot of people, kids, teenagers will play these uh, video games that are 
very war related and very violent and you're having you know decked out in these this armor and of course all of that's a, another story of, in terms of why they did that and, and to program the minds and the controlled assassins controlled assassins and things like that but but let's just just run with that analogy you've got these video games where on screen your character uh and especially with virtual reality headsets and things like that it's essentially you is running around shooting people with ar-15s and automatic weapons well now let's just suppose that instead of you playing that game you take the the technological capabilities the back end of that game and you insert it in a robot and and then you turn it on well now you've lost complete control i mean that thing is is an entity unto itself and it doesn't take much from someone from the outside to then hack into it, even beyond the capabilities of AI itself. Forget AI. Someone can just hack into it and use it remotely. Or secondly, an AI, as we've talked about, can end up overriding its own system. I tell a story about that in the book. So this is definitely a sign of the times that I think is setting the stage for the types of things we see in the Bible and the book of Revelation related to the seven-year tribulation that, that that's coming. Uh, you know, technologically controlled warfare uh, and, you know, this image of the beast concept, could that be embodied AI? Uh, you know, how is he going to be able to uh, you know, oversee this this planetary penitentiary uh, where everybody's controlled. I mean, there are a lot of things that seem to be coalescing around AI. Yes. And, and, you know, that wouldn't worry me, except, you know, we have a very advanced computer and F-35s. It was just a week ago when we lost one. <laughs> we couldn't keep track of it. We had to ask the people, have you seen our jet crash? Now, I don't know about feeling stupid, but I think that that's an atrocity for crying out loud. You've got these types of weapons loose and you can't keep track of them. What are you going to do with 100 B-21 bombers if they all decide they're going to do something differently? Yeah. I mean, the only thing more scary than that is Michelle Obama running for president. Yeah. Did, you, did you see Ted Cruz comment about that? exactly what i was going to quote he is sure it's going to happen and that makes my skin crawl yeah yeah i've talked to i interviewed ted cruz one time back during the 2016 election he was uh he i really i thought he was a true outsider for a while there uh but i quickly found out he wasn't but uh yeah that's that's uh you know who knows they're all playing a part it really is a theater like i said it's just uh, you know actors on a stage but you know, he's a pretty big time major player. And when they come out, I mean, it's one thing for these fringe elements on the internet, you know, guys like you and me, not that we're fringe, but, you know, talking about, oh, Michelle Obama's going to be the next candidate. But when a sitting U.S. senator, especially one with the following of Ted Cruz, comes out and says, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to abandon Biden and put Michelle Obama on the ticket. Now, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it make total sense if Mr. Biden decided to resign or he was taken out with the 25th Amendment, whatever it is, and she moved in as vice president. Now, if I was Kamala Harris, that would make me nervous because, yeah, I mean, you know, they don't want you, Kamala. They want her. Yeah, I don't think they're going to need to do that. We're too close to the next election. It's much, much easier and cleaner to just say, Biden, sorry, you know, your your negative ratings are too high and you know people don't like you and you're too old and you're mentally incapable so we're just we're not going to let you run and then then it then kamala harris is irrelevant because whoever the new top of the ticket is gets to pick uh, their own 
running mate. So yeah, I just I think we've passed the point of taking out oh, taking out Biden. I almost said oh Biden because I say that tongue in cheek so often. <laughs> uh, but I think we've passed that point. I really thought, and you and I talked about it that you know early on in in his first term here they would they would take him out, uh, or that was a possibility anyway. Uh, certainly a plausible scenario. But now I think with the election less than a year away or about a year away, I just I think they'll just bide their time. And if, of course, if if we're even have an election, if the, some end of the world, as we know, it scenario doesn't happen. I think it's simpler to put someone else in there. And the chatter's already beginning that that could be uh, Obama. Michelle is that is definitely and it wouldn't surprise me if she named her husband vice president. I mean, things are so bizarre anymore. Anything is possible. Um, the last few things, Spotify is cloning the voices of podcasters and broadcasters with AI, and they're going to use them for their own purpose very shortly. So you hear the voice, you better see the face too, and hope it's not a hologram because they're going to hit with it. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested to see what Shane has to say on the technology aspect containing or concerning what he and I go back and forth with every week because um, it is totally mind-boggling what they're doing. And, you know, unfortunately, guys, that's about all I got for this week. Awesome. But well, I tell you, Mike, if, that, <laughs> if that doesn't keep you awake, then you didn't listen. <laughs> no, I think some people as a defense mechanism have learned to tune us out because it is pretty, <laughs> it is pretty depressing, but uh, really appreciate you as always, Randy. And, uh, and, you know, it, it just reminds us why we need the Lord. You know, we need to, 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 first of all, if you don't know the Lord, I don't know how you're managing all that's going on in this world. It's just so transparently obvious where this world is heading, hurtling out of control. And if you're not right with the Lord, you need to trust in Jesus Christ today. I mean, there's only one way to salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And, uh, you know, salvation is a simple matter of faith. Who are you trusting uh, to overcome your sin problem? Everybody has one. Everybody is born dead in their trespasses and sins. That sin comes with a steep penalty, which is eternal separation from God and a literal place of torment called hell. But there's a remedy. God, in his great, amazing, matchless love, solved a problem that we could not solve ourselves. We can't clean ourselves up enough or make ourselves better enough or kind of put band-aids on our sin issue and impress a holy God. We've got to be perfect. We've got to have, we've got to be washed in the blood. And uh, so God sent his eternal son, our savior, Jesus Christ to the earth. He lived a perfect, holy, sinless life. He was tempted in every way, just as we are fully human. And yet he never sinned. And therefore he was qualified to be the Lamb of God, to take away the sin of the world. And he took it, our place on the cross, took Randy's place, my place, and your place, and, and the sins of the whole world upon his shoulders, paid that penalty once and for all, paid in full, rose again the third day, and now he offers uh, forgiveness of sins and eternal life to all who will accept it from him. And the way you accept it is by faith. You're trusting in Jesus Christ and him alone to give you the gift of eternal life. I hope you've done that. If you've not done that, uh, and you have more more questions about it, hey, give us a call, 1-800-895-1851, 1-800-895-1851. We'd love to talk with you more about the gospel. If you already know the Lord, and I suspect many of you do, uh, your journey has involved a moment in time when you placed your faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone for salvation. 
then it's time to stay in the Word of God. It's time to heed the, the passages of Scripture, like the one we started the program with, about knowing the state of your flocks and making sure you've got enough uh, food for your household and your family, and just being wise, uh, recognizing that uh, things are, are really teetering on the brink of a major uh, shift, and we want to be prepared for that, all the while trusting the Lord. Remember, preparedness is not to supplant our faith in the Lord, is to supplement our faith in the Lord. The Bible says the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is from the Lord. So, uh, before I close, let me remind you, I'm so excited about our new uh, Premier Content, Premier Membership subscription uh, plan. You can check that out at notbyworks.org. Just click on the uh, highlight banner there. But a couple of other things that come with it. I mentioned the invitation-only uh, Zoom meetings that are exclusively for Premier members. Uh, also, the growing number of archived video and audio presentations. In fact, while we were on the air here, my daughter, Brooke, uh, emailed me with another uh, uh, past conference message, uh, archived conference message that we're going to post on there. But get this, it also comes uh, with the full prophecy streaming bundle, which we sell for $50. It's hours and hours of key prophecy messages, uh, but that's automatically included in the Premier Membership. So is my full 18 video series, Spirit of the Antichrist, which again, we sell on DVD, uh, we sell it streaming, but that's already included in the Premier Membership. Same thing with the What in the World is Going On uh, video series that we sell. So you get a lot of content. We're just trying to provide kind of a clearinghouse, a clearinghouse place for some of our uh, most uh, you know, up-to-date content and, and key content on key issues. Uh, and so that's all about, that's what the Premier Membership is all about. I hope you'll check it out. Uh, as soon as we get a good number of subscribers. We've already got several yesterday that signed on after the newsletter went out. Uh, as soon as we get a, a good kind of critical mass, we're going to launch our first uh, Zoom meeting. You'll, those that are members will get an email uh, with the link and the passcode and, uh, and the date. And I can't wait to have that first meeting with, with some of you. Uh, we'll take your questions. We'll we'll chat. We'll talk. We'll just kind of see what, what's going on in this world. And I, I li really love that type of environment. So check it out again, notbyworks.org. Uh, you can also click on the store, but it's the NBW Premier Membership uh, subscription. So thanks so much for joining us uh, today. It's been a great podcast, Randy. Always appreciate your heart. And uh, we uh, want to remind you that I've got Shane uh, coming on Friday, uh, the coming AI Tidal Wave. Tomorrow, you don't want to miss the podcast with Russ Miller on the age of the earth. It will blow you away. One of the smartest guys I know as it relates to science and the Bible. And uh, so that's tomorrow on the podcast. Well, everyone have a great week. Don't forget to check out uh, spiritofthefalseprophet.org. And as always, if we can help with anything, reach out to us on the website via email or feel free to uh, to give us a call. God bless everyone.